Hello and welcome to Bleed Extra. This is the, the show featuring me, Ryan White, freelance graphic designer, and Jacques Falcone Moodley, permanent art director. Also known as Jacques Christopher Moodley, but uh, yes, for my rap nerds, yo, yo, yo. Yeah, so, so this is the supplementary show to Bleed Interviews, where Jacques and I will take you through the latest and greatest in advertising technology. Technology. Friends. Gossip. All the things. All the uh, things advertising. Yeah. Philosophy, right? even. Philosophy. Because the last yeah. time we, we got together in a room, well, in our separate respective rooms, we were speaking about philosophy. And that took a turn for the, the best, I feel. Yes. We also... We, we cover it all. We had a tarot card reading the other day on, well, the other day on the show. We had, yeah, we spoke about technology with uh, a bunch of guys. We spoke about ownership, which is important. We cover it all, man. This is an yeah. all-inclusive thing. Yeah. yeah, man. We got it all. So this will be the final um, installment of our philosophy segment, right? So I think... Um, this is probably what our, our second or third one already. So I think we can wrap up because philosophy isn't really our domain, but let's, let's try. Let's try. Okay. Okay. So let's rattle off a few more um, quotes. So I've got one for you and um, I'm going to read it out right now. We all know that art is not truth. Art is a lie that makes us realize truth. Truth that is given to understand Artist must know the manner whereby to convince otherness of the truthfulness of his lies. Or her, or they, or... Um, then we go back into the discussion of whether advertising is art, right? And where do we land up on that? Advertising is art in a way. It's art that you, pay, that you get paid for. Or... Yes, art with an actual income. Art was an actual income. That was Benice's... Benice? The best advertising I've seen has always come from human truths, right? So like stuff that you've seen where... I don't know, we can quote a lot of uh, examples, but there's always this stuff where you go... Something resonates with me. Even the shows. We, you and I talk about shows all the time. There's always like that show there. There's something about the character, the main character that resonates with you, right? You go... Uh, I have this example with Breaking Bad. There's a guy who needs to provide for his family. He's got like um, terminal cancer. So you understand that like he's going to do whatever it takes to provide, right? And I, I, was at, I think at the stage I had a very similar. I mean, I, I wasn't going to sell myth, but, you know, I mean, I had to provide for like my kid because, you know, I've only got so much time. And then you resonate with the character and you go, that's the truth. That's the truth I feel. I'm sold up, bought into this thing. So that was like an ad. You'd also buy into it. Like here's his dad trying to make thing for his kid because he's trying to, he's going to die in 30 seconds. So I think truth in, in advertising, which is also a thing, is, uh, is important. I think it, it has to resonate with people. And I think there's also stereotypes in advertising. And those are the kind of the lies, right? So there's like, I remember ads with like, there was an Indian guy who wanted to buy like gold rims for his Subaru. It was, it was a standard bank ad. I remember that ad and I was like, that's such a bad stereotype. 
And like, I knew there were Indian people at the agency that did it because I used to work there. Um, and I was like, why would they do that? Why would they put that on screen? Why would they put that stereotype on screen? Yeah, Indian people like cars and rims and stuff, but like to put that in the ad, it's kind of like you, there's a stereotype and now you, you like really etching it in stone, which I think is kind of like a lie. It's like, a, hey, everyone, one person made a joke about Indians and, and rims, and now you're putting it on film, it's going to live forever. That stereotype is now solidified. Um, but as far as the lie tell, exposing the truth, I don't agree. I don't know. Where do you stand on this? It's a weird, it's a weird thing. But also, I don't, yeah, Picasso, man. <laughs> not the guy to take advice from. <laughs> well, I don't know. We all know that art is not truth. Art is a lie that makes us realize truth. So I like, I like that portion of the, of the, the quotes. So for me, if you think about what art is, it's someone's imagination that they've, they've put onto either paper or recorded it, um, you know, um, in an audio format. And, and that is their interpretation of reality. So it's not truth, right? But through listening to music and, and viewing art, you can realize truth your own truth and, and whatever. So that's the kind of construct that I, I quite like. And, and to take it into an advertising or marketing, um, you know, skew, um, it doesn't apply at all. Because <laughs> for me, that's like a blatant lie in a way. It should be blatant, yeah. but, but it isn't. I mean, sometimes people take it for truth. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. This, 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 like art. I mean, advertising is a light thing. It's like a thing I think we should unpack a little bit, really, because I mean, like, if you're thirsty and this like drink quenches your thirst, Gatorade on a hot on a hot day. Well, you know, whatever it is, if this this drink quenches your thirst on a hot day, what's the lie? Like the lie is, I mean, yeah, there's like sugar and carbonated water and all that stuff inside of it um, but they never went this is the healthiest thing you can put in your body they're just going listen man if you're thirsty this is the thing so like explain this this whole overall approach or like feeling that it's like a lie i, I really i, I want to understand well maybe maybe it's more exaggeration okay so not necessarily a lie it's like we've exaggerated a truth yeah. Okay. What's the next one? So we, we're going very light, very lighthearted. Okay. Every ad is an attempt to create an uninformed consumer who will make an irrational choice. I was lying about the, the lightness. That's the segment that I enjoyed. That's by somebody yeah. by the, the name of Noam Chomsky. Does he play chess? <laughs> uh, just say it again, man. So every ad is trying to... Every ad is an attempt to create an uninformed consumer who will make an irrational choice. An attempt to inform an uninformed consumer. No, no, to create an uninformed consumer. No, man. But if you're creating an ad, isn't the whole... Remember when we went back into our previous episodes and we discussed like advertising from, from the beginning and all it was to do is saying, hey, I've got apples, get some apples here. Or well, I've got, you know, there's tigers. Well, that's more like information and signage. Right. There's tigers, don't go there. I've got apples, come get the apples. So isn't the whole point, advertising in its, in its 
truest essence is going, here's some information that you might need. You want to buy a car, we've got one. Yes. So, so um, I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, so what I think, what, what I think Noam Chomsky is trying to say is, is that I, I like how I'm trying to, <laughs> to translate what Noam Chomsky is trying to say. And like, he's a linguist and a, like a proper, like philosopher guy. And I'm like trying to decipher his shit. But anyways, so, so what he's saying here is, is, um, an ad wants to create uninformed people to take advantage of an uninformed consumer, right? In, to make an irrational choice. I was going to say, maybe this was written, you know, pre the internet, because I don't think anyone now with like a data bundle is uninformed. I think anyone who buys something now, I'm saying anyone, but like I'm using me as an example. Like if I buy something, I've spent literally three months researching a soundbar. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I've, I've gone onto YouTube to research a soundbar. I've gone into blogs to see which is the best soundbar to buy under what, 10 grand or whatever I've done. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I've, and consumers are not uninformed anymore with the internet. Like you can go onto Facebook forums. You can go into, if I go into take a lot and I go look at a, I don't know, uh, anything. I go like buy vitamins. I go mm-hmm. scroll down like several comments about I've used these vitamins, they don't do anything. I use these yeah. vitamins, they're I use the vitamins. And of those like 20 comments, you have to go, these 13 seem positive. I'm gonna buy this this these vitamins. So uninformed consumers uh I don't know. I don't agree with that part the most. I think okay. uh okay. I think maybe it's just a time thing. Maybe consumers were uninformed before. I guess you're uninformed in terms like you don't know what you want. You know when like I'm going to use a car example again, but you're looking for a car, right? But you don't know what car you want. And then you see like whatever driving around, the, the, the new Renault Quid or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. okay. Shout out to Renault. Uh, you see like there were a couple of Renault Quids going like, oh, maybe go look in. That car looks nice. I like the grill or whatever. Then you go into a Renault dealership and you go, hey, I'd like to find out about this car I've been seeing driving around. Then they tell you about the car. Then you go on a test drive. I mean, there was like a, I think Australia just yesterday did the whole consumer journey and like a, should have paid more attention but like there's so many like little decision things you have to make before you get to purchase level and i think i mean obviously with a car it's a big ticket item but if you're going to go buy a chocolate at the, at the spa hmm. you know go in there for a kit kat you might see a text on special like, oh, let me get a text but anyway like i think i'm running away with myself here what no, no, no. Okay. Bring- so, so so i think i think there's two parts to it the first part is Informed, I agree with you. We are informed, but I think I think we're informed with misinformation. And and the fact that we are trying to go through this mound of information is creating creating um like a smokescreen or a little bit of confusion, which will lead mm-hmm. us to make an irrational choice. So right, we are thinking that we are making an, an informed decision, but we're going through sets of a lot of mis potentially misinformation. So I think that the first thing is, is um, we're inundated with misinformation. And the second thing is, is um, there's no second thing. I don't know why I said second thing. No, but uh, misinformation is one thing, but I think also you need to also remember that a lot of purchase decisions are done emotionally, right? Mm. Either you want to like, this product is going to make you a better parent, right? People will literally go buy, I want to buy this type of pram 
as opposed to this type of parent, because this type of parent says, I can t- I'm taking care of my kid. Like this thing's got like ABS approved brakes system, whatever the fuck. Do you know what I mean? They sell it in that way to go, they make it an emotional thing. Like a product is a product is a product. This is a controller or you know what it's related to. It's like a thing to a PlayStation. But then you go, I want to get the PlayStation because it's like the the peak of technology, the peak of gaming. Like I'm at the the height of like uh you know technology and whatever, whatever. So like in a way, like you know, I'm like the best. Like I really um You've reached the I mean, pinnacle. You're at the pinnacle of like gaming. Like you're like you're like a tech tech guy and whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Down to like cars are emotional. Like anything you buy is emotional. Food, like it's for sustenance. But like a person will go to Woolworths because they believe that like it's better quality and you know they somehow it's healthier. Like you can buy like nacho mix at Woolworths and nacho mix at Checkers, and you go mm, nacho mix at Woolworths is is healthier. <laughs> as this healthy, uh, holistic, you know, green grocer or whatever. Um, but I think it's a lot of it, it is emotional, man. So like, whether they're making an irrational decision, yeah, it's irrational, but like, I think every purchase, every purchase, most purchases are based on an emotion. It's either something you get back from it or like something you feel like you need to be better or, yeah, like I think everything's about improvement and I think, mm-hmm. Uh, it's an emotional thing. You want better for yourself. You want better for your family. You want to buy, it's called Poloni because you know that gets brand name Poloni as opposed to getting the other Poloni, which isn't brand name. You know, Escort seems to be better and you won't mm. want the best way. I mean, that's that level. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think everything's emotional and irrational. You make irrational decisions when there's emotion involved. You like date someone, you know, you can look at all the, mm, maybe not the, you know, the, all these things don't exist but like take the rational decision out of it and you're like but this person's great i love this person i want to be with this person despite all these things boom same thing with like products and stuff you have i have an emotional affinity to nike do you know what i mean like i, I think adidas sneakers are cool and i've got one or two but like i'd rather have a nike just because i have this emotional attachment to the brand i don't know why but it's years and years of watching Nike ads and years and years of seeing Tiger Woods singing his club and years and years of Michael Jordan and years and years of like all these like stars and like just cool rappers wearing Nike in their, in their videos. I think Nas in one of his uh, lyrics from like his first album was like, Nike's on my feet, make the cypher complete. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I'm a rapper and I'm in a cypher, I need Nike's on my feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like branding, man. And Nas at the time didn't know he was becoming a brand ambassador. He just really liked Nikes. He put it on record and that record was like his best album or his first album and it went, you know, quadruple platinum over the years. And yeah. Nas wore Nikes. When you say Tiger Woods was swinging his club, that's not a euphemism. You, you mean like actual... <laughs> so anyway... So I think you I think you kind of proved uh, Noam Chomsky's point. Um, emotions lead to irrational decisions or p- potentially irrational decisions. And I remembered what the second part was. The second part was um, of the point that I, I try to make was was inundation. So there's misinformation and inundation, and that leads to um, an emotional response or um, an irrational choice. So I think we kind of agree with Noam Chomsky to a certain degree. Yeah. 50. 
No, I hear you, man. Uh, 50-50, <laughs> yeah, I think so. But like, no, sorry, I'm like uh, okay, you know, all so, over the place. Yeah, something a little lighthearted for reals this time. Okay, yeah, let's get it. Okay. Okay, are you ready for it? I'm ready, man. Sorry, the I'm best sweeping. ideas, the best ideas, come as jokes. Make your thinking as funny as possible. Okay, I mean, so I've always correlated, um, and we've worked a lot of like comedians in advertising, right? But the thing about comedians is, again, this goes back to the human truth thing. Comedians will say something funny, but it'll resonate with you because you felt the same way. It's just that someone's out there as like uh, the mouthpiece saying exactly what you can feel it, right? So they'll go, oh, you know, the thing about airports is, and you go, fuck, yeah, that is weird about airports. Why do we all stand in like, like I saw a meme the other day, memes and like comedy, you know, very like, closely linked. But I saw a meme where it's like all these people standing six feet apart with their masks on. And it's the same people in the plane right next to each other. <laughs> and they're like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, doesn't matter <laughs> you're in the plane right like 12 centimeters from each other yeah, so <laughs> well, I think you have to keep a mask on in the plane the last time I flew I kept a mask on that was a long time ago um, what I was going to say is I think funny I think funny is money I always felt like funny ads anything funny just works better like if you deliver it in a funny way even if it's true, the most memorable ads you have are the ones that made you laugh, right? And you go, oh, yeah, I remember that. And I don't know, funny is memorable. Like there's some ads that made you sad. And you're like, oh, I should adopt that dog. But the ones you remember, like as a kid, you're like, fuck, man, that made me laugh. Like I always go back to, I think the first ad, like I knew I liked this ad. I like advertising was the one where there was a, it was an ad for RAV4. And it was a guy, and I spoke about this ad probably a few times where his voice changes and he goes from like sounding like a normal guy to like a kid. And all they did is like pitch it up. Yeah, I think Harvard was his performance and I think they even pitched up his voice at the end. But the whole thing was an excitement and like rare form makes you feel like a kid again. And I understood that concept. I think I'm getting lost. What I'm saying is, um, yeah, I think funny are the best ads. They work and they deliver something in a funny way because there's a truth and it resonates with you and something that's delivered in a funny way. You go, oh yeah. Trevor Noah is as successful as he is, I think. Lots of comedians. Trevor Noah, especially, because I remember Trevor Noah would speak about things like the ladies at the airport or the ladies at the checkers or whatever that you like experience every day, but you never like, you, you experience, you interact with like the lady and then you move on with life and you never think about it again. But then you like, that was such a funny interaction mm -hmm. with talking about the packet, the checkers packet. So do you want to, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like where you go, it's a funny, it's a funny scenario. I never thought of it. I never thought how funny that is. And if you can dramatize that or put it in an ad, it works, man. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think, um, I think humor um, really hones in on a human truth. And, mm. and that, that goes back to what we were talking about, human truths and insights. So it's when, when something resonates with you and that's why it's funny, right? But, but also humor, there needs to be a, an element of misfortune for something to be funny. So funny is, is also misfortune. It's, it's also pain in a way. So if you break down pretty much every joke, there's an element of, of misfortune or poking fun at someone. So, so I think... That's self-deprecating humor, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's interaction with... 
this lady who was rude at the airplane counter. Yeah. So it's like, I experienced this pain, but you can laugh at my pain, which I think was Kevin Hart's thing for a while. Yeah. Like, I'm going through this pain point, but it's funny because you've got the same yeah. thing. Yeah. You can laugh at it. Exactly. Using mirror. Exactly. So um, let's take, for instance, just the, the most um, basic joke, even. So like a horse walks into to a bar and the barman says, why the long face? It's, you, do you know what I mean? It's, um, you're poking fun at the horse because he's got a long face, not a nice thing, but he's also sad. You know what I mean? So if, you, if you break down every joke, there's an element of misfortune or someone gets, and that's kind of where um, there's studies that, that, that have gone into um, basically just researching why laughter exists in the first place. How did humans evolved to to laugh and yeah. and one of the the reasons they point to is um it's a it's reward so if you've worked a hard day it's a way of rewarding yourself and and mm. also it's like why do we laugh at someone when they slip and fall <laughs> do you know what i mean there's there's like an evolutionary thing there as well um it's because you're laughing because you didn't fall, right? So you're rewarding yourself by saying, hey, I, I wasn't in that unfortunate. Like, I'm obviously yeah, yeah. not a, a, a psychologist or, or whatever, but there's, there's, there's something there. And I'm sure if we research it more, if we gave more of a damn, we could. <laughs> That's interesting, man. I didn't, uh, yeah, the reward thing. The reward thing makes sense. I didn't, uh, yeah, realizing laughing at someone else because you didn't fall is crazy. Like, <laughs> well why do why do we laugh when when someone falls like if you know i was also like i watch like obviously you watch, like you watch enough movies and you like develop a sense of humor and you're like oh I'm, you know i'm like a intelligent guy who likes this type of joke and then someone falls on like someone that's funny <laughs> why is laughing and so why is someone falling so damn funny and you're like you know it just yeah. does they, they call it uh, what schadenfreude because yeah. That, that concludes our philosophical chat, man. And, and um, we've got something in store for next week. New topic for Bleed Extra. I'm excited. Any parting notes? I do. Or, um, um, any, any, uh, how, do, how do we reach us? If people want to reach us? I think my parting note would be don't listen to anything Pablo Picasso has to say. Got you. Got you. Reach us, you know, via social media. Bleed advertising. Bleed advertising. Mm -hmm. Just search for bleed advertising. Something will pop up. Okay. That's like, feel, just feel lucky. Google it and then see what comes up and then go there. Don't say to people, <laughs> just search something and something will pop up. Don't tell them to go to the internet, search for something, and something will pop up. Okay, fine. Then you, do, then you tell them where to go. That's how I <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just find us. Find us anyway. All right. So that's uh, Jacques Moodley, Falcone, and Ryan White. I don't have He's... an alias like you, dude. I need something cool. Uh, White Rhino. White Rice. White Rice. White ri oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I don't think... Um... <laughs>